Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all of your strength. The Mental Health Podcast, raising unanswered questions, sharing unanswered prayers. We are faith-based, peer-led, story-driven, and stigma-breaking. I am Tony Roberts. I am Eric Riddle. And we are Revealing Voices. Tony Roberts. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm doing okay. Another episode from a distance here. You are in Studio E and I'm in, what are we going to call this place? Studio T. (laughs) Okay. Studio T. That's right. Just about, oh, seven blocks away from Studio E. Yes. It's right in the neighborhood, but... um, we're still at a distance. We're at a safe distance. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Tony, going over to North Christian Church today, that is that is about two blocks from your house. It is. And this time of year, it is probably the most beautiful place in Columbus, Indiana. I got your pictures. I, I will walk there with my dog, Briley, tomorrow. And you've got to just like walk through the grove because there's a canopy over you and... The smell is just perfect spring tulip blossom. Yeah, and the daffodils are all bursting yellow, bright yellow. We need such signs of spring these days. So we're calling this Praying Through a Pandemic. And, uh, you know, at times like this, you know, people really are, um, I think, looking for for some spiritual guidance, you know, digging a little bit deep, deeper into um, how to be centered, how to feel connected to a higher power, you know, to reconnect with uh, a faith they may have lost, those sorts of things. And uh, I mean, I know for me, prayer has become uh, a deeper part of my life, Mm -hmm. really this year for, for a number of reasons. Um, but, mm. but, but you, you had asked for, um, for me to share a prayer. And so I am uh, pulling from Deuteronomy 6, 4. This is called the Shema. It's, um, I'll just call it a very classic, traditional Jewish prayer, very simple. Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all of your strength. Uh, that was also uh, quoted by Jesus, you know, in the New Testament, right? And right. added, uh, and with all of your mind, along with the yep. heart uh, and soul and mm-hmm. strength. And I actually, I have a prayer. I pray most mornings, and it starts with the Shema. Uh, it, it's mm-hmm. like the foundation where I guess my prayer life takes off from. Uh, I I just think Mm -hmm. it's a very beautiful, simplistic prayer. So I think one thing we learn 
in the scriptures that means so much to so many people is that we relate to God as our own, as one who cares about us, as one who weeps with us, as one who who laughs with us. God is more than just a, a dispassionate, you know, figure in the sky or, uh, you know, right. uh, what was the phrase like an intelligent designer um, mm-hmm. doesn't just create the world and wind the clock and, you know, let it, you know, but instead, as Jesus looked to God as a father, we, we too can have a relationship with God. Yeah. You know, you, you use the word dispassionate there and, you know, contrast that with, you know, here in Easter season, we talk about the, the passion of the Christ. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Uh, which, which really speaks to God with us, suffering with us, mm-hmm. you know, the, the passion, the willingness to, to die because of the love of, of Jesus, right? And, you know, that's so important in this age we live in, in the pandemic. I know that uh, these feelings that are natural to us, whether they be fear or uh, frustration, anger, you know, uh, sadness, grief, um, these are all uh, emotions that we can carry into prayer um, because God is listening. Uh, mm-hmm. My wife's daughter, Katie, was uh, did a blog post about, you know, praying our fears. Basically, when scripture talks about do not be anxious, it's not like a, a stern command from a, a an uncaring God in the sky. It's it's the reassurance of a of a loving father, you know, calm down. I'm with you, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to leave you or forsake you. So something that's really been weighing on me for the past few months is uh, I had a small procedure on my tongue, mm-hmm. something that seemed like a routine healing after a, a bite of my tongue became a abnormal healing process, which then resulted in my dentist referring me to an oral surgeon who then had to remove this wound, right, this scar tissue and the biopsy indicated that what he had removed had some irregular cell tissue so i went in he he evaluated me on wednesday and he said that i am it looks healthy Uh, he'll need to check every other month Um, but you know the word cancer had come up so it was a cancer scare i had a cancer scare Mm -hmm. and so there's been a lot of prayer um just on top of the coronavirus right. prayer prayer life. And I I think it's really helped me appreciate things so much more. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. He, part of what I was telling him was, you know, I've changed the way I eat um, mm-hmm. because I think what I had been doing in the past is I was just eating too fast. Mm-hmm. I was talking, eating, whatever. I mean, just... Not the best habits, not like abnormal, but uh, now I'm taking my time, mm-hmm. appreciate what I'm doing, you know, using, in a way, being more mindful right. of the way I eat. And I mean, it's it's helped me, you know, it's helped me create better habits. And in a way, it reminds me of how I'm 
because of my mental health diagnosis, I have to be more in tune with how I treat myself, how I, you know, um, how much stress I can take on, those sorts of things, because I know the risks are there. You know, I take on more uh, precautions and safety measures mm-hmm. um, to, to center myself and, and do the more healthy thing. Yeah. So, um, you know, as far as how that ties into prayer, I, I think for me, prayer is all about like this unceasing prayer idea. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's really, I would say, impossible to attain, but still it, it's it's a reflection of how there is that opportunity to to invoke prayer in all that we do. Yeah, you know, and, and that's an excellent point. And I had a supervisor once in ministry who was challenged by another student that he didn't say explicit prayers out loud. You know, it was not part of his nature. And they, um, they challenged him about it, and he just grinned and said, all of my life is a prayer. And at first yeah. I thought it was a cop out, but you know, the more I've thought about it, the more I think, you know, there's there's something to be said for that. I mean, even when you are mindful in your eating and you're appreciating the taste and you're taking your time, and I'm I'm currently reading a book um, about Mister Rogers' faith, yeah, and he talks a lot about quietude and slowing down and appreciating life, which is what has been the fruit of this potentially great suffering that, you, mm-hmm. that you've been rescued from, that you've been delivered from. But I know as I've prayed for you, Eric, it just, I mean, I'm joy, overjoyed that you have, have come through a big scare um, and that you know it, it will shape you for the next 40 and more years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that sounds nice. Yeah, because <laughs> you were—I mean, when, when I saw you at group, that you know, that time uh, this was going on, you know, I mean, you were there was a little look in your eye that you, oh, sure, you were facing the prospect of death. I mean, you, you know, well, I'm very squeamish. I, I was facing the the prospect of uh a blade. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went in there, you know, and, and I did the um, nitrous oxide mm-hmm. and I had a fa- I put an eye mask on and I listened mm-hmm. to uh, Appalachian Spring by Aaron Copeland. Oh, was that your choice? They, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. I borrowed my son's earbuds. Yeah. I, I Everything was blacked out. I couldn't see anything right. I just listened. And Good. They give you. I got drugs. pretty emotional. You know, I, I mean, I don't know if it was the nitrous oxide or not. But <laughs> <was> really thankful. <laughs> <laughs> Appalachian Spring. On some nitrous oxide. <laughs> well, you know, I um. I am having this this period in my life of petitionary prayer. Um, you know, my prayer life is very irregular, kind of like my my illness. Um, it's not that I ever have periods that I don't pray, 
but that sometimes my prayer is done lying flat on my back in bed and not able to get out of bed. And my prayer is nothing more than uh, like the scripture says, you know, groans and sighs, whether it be to get out of bed or to be forgiven for my failures in the past. Um, Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's just almost like debilitating prayer. Um, But since the pandemic began, I've been, God has kind of sprung me into action on in the realm of petitionary prayer. And I've been sending um, uh, questions to people that I have Facebook friends Tell me what does petitionary mean? Well, yeah, I should say that because not everybody would. Okay, so basically it's praying for someone or, you know, petition would be like, you know, you you have a request. I've been sending these messages of people and basically asking the question, you know, how are you weathering the virus crisis? You know, simple one sentence question. And some people ignore it. Some people just say, fine, how about you? But then there are some others who really go deep into their fears, their grief, their loss. And I was mentioning to you before the show that, you know, one lady immediately wrote back and said, my mother died two hours ago. And we ended up having a conversation that lasted about an hour and a half. Uh, And she was struck by almost the, the irony of the fact that because of the virus, her friends weren't able to come over and comfort her. But here a stranger wrote to her at 6 a.m. in the morning. I had been up all night. She just got up probably after a restless night. But um, And we were having this wonderful spiritual conversation. Um, Now, the the people you are... Um, contacting, are these people through your Facebook group? Uh, many of them are. Uh, I, I have a way of, uh, I've accumulated over 2,000 friends through groups that I've been in, through mm-hmm. um, friends of friends, um, sure. through my writing. Um, basically, I put things out there, and some people request to be friends with me when they see what I've written. Um and I, I have to use some caution for those of you out there that, you know, don't don't just accept every friendship. I've had to deny some. Um, and then, you know, but I've been very fortunate and it's been an open door for me. So basically, I'm going through these. I've gotten over 300. I don't know if possible. I'd love to go through all 2000 before the virus ends. Um but I also discovered interesting factoid, if you want to follow my example, if you send out more than Facebook wants you to send in a given period. They, they that will... happened to me one time. <laughs> and they kick it back. They gave me a timeout. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Timeout, young man. Um, which actually, you know, talk about spiritual discipline. I needed that. You know, I was too worked up about this particular form of prayer and I needed to, you know, listen to my Fred Rogers and, 
you know, I needed to step back and say, okay, now is the time for silent prayer. Now is the time to be fed. Um, and I think that's, you know, uh, maybe that's the next subject about prayer is that in a pandemic, we can become, well, it, at all times, but especially in a pandemic, we can become so worked up about doing something. Right. Uh, and there's so much beyond our control. Like people are saying now, the best thing we can do for society is stay home. So today I went out to Brown County State Park. Mm -hmm. uh, it is it is open. It's about, you know, half an hour from here. One of the best state parks in the country, certainly yeah. in Indiana. It's very nice. And I've got a, a favorite trail, trail number 10 from the fire tower there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for me, I, I knew we were going to be talking about prayer and, you know, talking about being overwhelmed and, you know, there's a pandemic. What, what can I do? What's going on? Um, you know, my, my entire intent on that hike was to clear my mind. You know, I, I didn't take my, my phone with me to listen to anything. You know, I wasn't listening to music podcasts. Uh, I was totally really focused on just what was around me. Um, it was very windy just watching the, you know, the trees hundreds of feet in the air um, blowing around. I, I found a really nice stream that I walked alongside and really the intent was to not think at all, mm -hmm. really. You yeah. know, and, and for me, that was what my prayer intention was. Mm -hmm. It wasn't to find the, you know, the magic words to make this next week stress-free. It was to just appreciate nature. Yep. Right. You really have uh, drawn a lot of spiritual connectedness with nature. I mean, it's God's creation has really fed you spiritually. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, I really love being out, uh, and I'm I'm very extroverted. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm very verbal, right? But I actually get a lot of energy from being able to be out like that in solitude and not having to be on, you know. Mm -hmm. um, we, I'm, I'm glad I discovered that. I, I have just mm -hmm. recently started going hiking on my own. You know, I, I thought about going with uh, my children today or something. Mm -hmm. I I was like, you know, it's best for me to go yeah. on, my, on my own. Well, my prayer time today uh, began with uh, listening to a Bach uh, concerto. Um, I'm not big into classical music, but I thought, well, this will yeah. be this will be something like you said. It'll be something to turn my my mind off. It'll yes. you know music often does that, but I listen more to lyrical music. Right, and this is uh, you know the classical music I have found to be uh, a way to really sweep you up into an emotion that into a wide range of emotions that yes. kind of take you beyond words. Um, yes. and I found that to be very uplifting, um, this as my morning, uh, as part of my morning worship today. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I have a very similar experience with, um, uh, with that or jazz music, mm -hmm. you know, 
music without words. It, it can be very, very powerful. Yeah. I listened to The Rite of Spring by Stravinsky this morning. Okay. Yeah. Mm, I'll have to check I have to get that those out. in. I had Appalachian Spring with the nitrous oxide, and I had The Rite of Spring <laughs> before the big hike. <laughs> Something about that. Um, so we talked about petition, petitionary prayer. We've talked about kind of quietness in prayer, um, music in prayer. What are some other elements of our lives that are prayer practices that have mean, meant a lot to us? Um, I know one thing that's missing for me now is the communal prayer in community. Um, you know, I, I think it's wonderful that churches are broadcasting services and trying to connect with people. And I watched one today where a prayer was spoken uh, to the video. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, I was grateful for that. But it's just that there, there's a spirit that moves when you are in a sanctuary and prayers are lifted up that you can't really uh, duplicate in any other way. Um, so I missed that. You know, last week we were talking about how you can still have church online, and I was very much like, yes, you can. I did listen to the Holy Post podcast this week, which mm-hmm. is uh, Phil Vischer from Veggie Tales. Good podcast. Uh, it's a good podcast. And they were actually talking about how the church is about the uh, truly the, the body of Christ and the the embodiment of being in that space with others is really important mm-hmm. for worship. And, and he made a very compelling case for it. And it was actually a lot of back and forth with it. But, but there was a theme of online uh, worship. It's almost like you're worshiping the content. Yeah. And so much of church life has become like go and consume the sermon and learn something, mm-hmm. you know, and like that element of church you can do online. Yeah. But that element of the gathering together, uh, I think, like you had mentioned last week, the, you know, the original church fathers and gathering in the homes and that intimacy. You just can't have intimacy online. Yeah. So a friend of mine, George Love, pastor of Hebron Presbyterian in Louisville, Kentucky, um, made a point in his message today that, you know, we, he, he had the message in the sanctuary. It was just him. And I guess he found a good way to set up the, the camera, but, um, It was great how he talked about, he walked around the sanctuary and he said, you know, I, as I pray, I, I, you know, he started pointing to pews and, you know, kind of brought, brought in the people. Um, It was their uh, anniversary of since 1865 or something. And uh, he talked about missing that, but he also said that, you know, at at this point in history, the most impactful place we can be is at home. And, you know, by being at home, we are um, committing ourselves to being the church. And I read an article, I don't know if I sent this to you, but we may post it online, but it had to do with uh, the, the church is more than just the, the worshiping body in a building. And in fact, 
one of the things the church does in its worship is care for the most vulnerable. And we simply cannot do that in the age of a pandemic if we meet together. You know, the best and most impactful thing we can do during this time is to reach out to them in other ways, whether it be uh, electronically or calling them on the phone. Yeah, I think what you're doing is a great thing to be doing right now, uh, you know, within a, a church body to, to be connecting with those people that maybe you don't even talk to that much at church, but you know, um, you know, you see their face, you, you wave, you shake a hand on occasion, but actually reaching out, you know, and, and through this petitionary prayer and through your care and concern, just open the door and share share your love. Exactly. It will certainly impact the way we do church from here on. I mean, I, I think another friend of mine, Les Rust, has said, you know, eventually, and, and George said this also, eventually we will experience a time when we can come back together. I mean, that's that's the hope. I mean, we, we don't know, but... Um, but all that we're going through now with developing ways to reach people from a distance will impact how we reach people yep. as well as gathering together. So, Tony, at the beginning of the show, I talked about the Shema you know, being a foundation for my prayer. Um, would you like to share a, a foundational part of your prayer life? Yes. Um, so this is a prayer from uh, St. Francis, or at least it's attributed to him. I have no doubt that it is from him. It's part of his uh, spirit in the words. Uh, it's, familiar, it's familiar to many of you. It goes like this. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there's hatred, let me sow love. Where there's injury, pardon. Where there's doubt, faith. Where there's despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand. It is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Amen. Tony, our show has come to a close. Now is the time to ask for five-star reviews. Please scroll to the bottom of our podcast homepage, click on five stars, then click on write a review. Help us reach more people seeking emotional healing and the hope of faith. Thanks again for your support of Revealing Voices. Revealing Voices is not a substitute for professional mental health care or participation in a faith community. If your unanswered questions or unanswered prayers leave you feeling desperate or unsafe, we urge you to seek further help. A partial list of outreach resources may be found on our website, revealingvoices.com. You want to skip your dad? Yeah, we'll we'll pick up again. He'll live till next week. <laughs> okay. Dad, you hear that, Dad? You have to live another week. <laughs>